right, this is Dark Days Radio, episode number 114, talking about Demon Hunter X character creation. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and tonight I'm joined by Chig. How's it going, Chig? Going great, Mike. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. It's really hot in here because uh, I've got all the windows closed, so hoping this is going to be a quick character creation episode. Also joining us is Chris. How's it going, Chris? Yeah, this should be a really interesting episode to go through this character creation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with all of our character creation episodes, we're going to actually build a character. We're going to talk about some of the rules and interesting, you know, um, design decisions that were made in this World of Darkness supplement. This is for Demon Hunter X, which is a uh, about a hundred page source book, which came out during the Year of the Lotus. It represents different uh, regular mortal hunters of the supernatural creatures, both the she, who are these kind of cool lone badass warrior mystics, and also the Strike Force Zero, which are Japanese cyberpunk monster hunters sanctioned by the japanese government we already did a game update last episode not much has changed so let's just dive into some news real quick all right so of course with all of our character creation episodes there will be a demon hunter x character sheet which is going to be posted on our wordpress blog you can check that out and you can follow that uh, as we go through and do the character creations and kind of see the dots, how they're all distributed, and go through and uh, you know just kind of see how this character is built up and formed. Also, uh, Gen Con is probably going on right now when this episode hits. So, Chig, you're at Gen Con, aren't you? Right now. I am at Gen Con. It is phenomenal. I cannot recommend. If you are here, come find me. Track me down. I will say hi. Nice, nice. And of course, we have the Darker Days All Call going on. So, you know, the show has been growing like crazy over the past six months in uh, 2019 uh, with like a lot of new writing projects going on. We've got a lot of requests for product reviews, requests for interviews, and a lot of requests for actual plays. Uh, you know, as such, we're putting out an all call for new and diverse voices uh, to add to the show. So if you're excited and passionate about horror or cyberpunk or post-apocalyptic gaming, just drop us a line on social media or Discord, and we'll figure out how we can work together. And with that, let's get on with this character creation. So, uh, yeah, so for this character creation, uh, we're looking at a Strike Force Zero character because I like my cyberpunk. Um, so the character, is, her name is Higashi Maki. So I did some reading up on what is an actual Japanese name. Um, and I can't remember the meaning of each of the parts of the name, but there's mostly, yeah, you can read into that. So much like a uh, any World of Darkness character, we have to choose a concept, uh, the type, and the nature and demeanor. And we also choose a Poe nature because uh, like... Like the Kaijin and other characters types from uh, from you know from uh, Kindred of the East, uh, they have a Po nature which relates to whether they you know how they what happens when they die essentially. Uh, and one things that making a Strike Force Zero character allows you to to think about is uh, what kind of role they perform within the team. So we're going to create here uh, essentially. Kind of like the major from from uh, from uh, from Ghost in the Shell, uh, but nice. with a few extra additions, so that she's a bit a bit um, 
I guess a little bit like Molly from from uh, Neuromancer. There we go. Hmm. Okay, so the first thing is nature and demeanor. So we've got masochist, uh, masochist and autocrat. So demeanor is what they present the world. So autocrat makes them look like they follow the rules. Masochist means essentially that they they accept pain, uh, accept you know doing doing things which which are strenuous uh, because it gets them closer to their overall goals and uh, desires and agendas. Uh, and then the Poe nature of Gonfort is the bandit, because I think that fitted things the best for this character. So if we just have a look at the bandit, if I have a look at Poe natures, if we can find it in here. Mike, if you want to talk through the the stats, the physical attributes, because essentially making a Strike Force Zero character is very much like making a general mortal character for World of Darkness anyway. Yeah, that's right. So with all the characters in the classic World of Darkness setting, you know, prior to uh, Vampire 5th Edition coming out, you prioritize your dots in a manner of primary, secondary, and tertiary. So this character right here uh, is primary into mental. So they have uh, one dot that they start with in every single attribute, you know, perception, intelligence, wits. And then an additional seven dots to distribute as needed. Um, so going through this character, for example, gets a two dots put into perception, two dots put into intelligence, and three dots put into wits for a total of three, three, and four. And you go through uh, like that. The uh, secondary gets uh, five dots, and the tertiary just gets three dots to distribute like that. So that's basically the uh, the attributes right there. And then you do the same thing for abilities. These are your skills, knowledges, and talents. This character right here, like all of the uh, Strike Force Zero characters and a lot of the mortal hunters that you find in World of Darkness, have a uh, large focus on skills. So these guys have a lot of dots to uh, distribute. And this uh, character being kind of a, uh, a cyberpunk, cyberware hacker, and also like a military military captain has a lot of dots put into computers and knowledge of encryption and hacking um numerous dots put into investigation and kind of procedural things but also uh dots put into occult science martial arts and firearms um and a little bit of a few social skills uh like subterfuge to uh just make them a bit more well-rounded yeah and the other thing to note with that is that for this character to actually be a member of Strike Force Zero, they have to have at least one dot in certain areas. So that's why they've got martial arts or brawl. They've got a dot in firearms. They've got at least a dot in leadership, melee, occult, and subterfuge. So that's why there's that kind of spread of ability. So the book wants you to make at least a well-rounded character for the organization. Yes. That's nice. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so the Poe nature, going back to that, the um, the bandit, uh, essentially means conditions for takeover. This is with the Poe nature, is the bandit can force a shadow uh, nature role anytime they seek to order the kaijin to do anything or try to put the character in its proper place. But really, what this means is the bandit is um, while a kaijin may have a specific role to fulfill uh, or per or particular reason to have returned from the dead, the bandit is having none of it. So I think the bandit kind of just represents that kind of character that wants to not follow the rules even if this character appears their demeanor is a someone that follows you know the rules of authority so i think it just kind of again matches that kind of hacker kind of concept 
Uh, and then the next thing in character creation is backgrounds. So we've got a few things that have to uh, that are added for free. So uh, the character gets three dots automatic in backers. Uh, that represents clearly the resources of Strikeful Zero. And they then get further six dots to spend. Uh, there's something else that's also on here that uh, Strike Force operatives begin the game with two implants. Uh, so that's I've put down represents the fact they've got with the Arsenal background um, represent is represented by two the first two dots of that, and every extra dot that you take of Arsenal allows them to get more implants. If we go through the backgrounds then of how they've been spent, uh, they've got three dots in backers for free. Two dots in equipment, and they've got three dots in rank that allows them to be the rank of captain. And then they would have the dots in Arsenal. So I may have messed up on the maths here somewhere. Uh, we'll correct that. But you get the idea that this character obviously has access to equipment to do the computer hacking, has access to you know computer servers, uh, to data um, encryption and decoding software. And the arsenal obviously represents uh, the, the the cybernetic implants that we'll go into later. Then we have the virtues. So this is where things are slightly different for a Strikeful Zero character, and obviously a member of the Shi, and obviously Kwai Jin compared to, say, if you were making a mortal character using the rules from I don't know World of Darkness Mafia or something like that. Uh, anyway, so you've got virtues that you spread. So you get one automatic in conscience, one automatic in self-control, one automatic in courage, and then you spread the other seven between them. So in this case, this per person has a low conscience, uh, moderate self-control, and a high level of courage. So I represent. So I thought courage was kind of representative of the fact that they obviously fight against supernatural enemies, monsters, but also the courage to you know break the rules as well and not give a damn about it. And that means then that this character actually has access to, in total, about eight dots, uh, eight points worth of chi to power their um, implants, and also has a willpower rating of five straight up. So there's no need to spend freebie points on willpower. Uh, they also have humanity rating five. Uh, and that's, that's, right. that's that sorted out. Yeah, we should probably talk about the humanity a little bit because we're about to get into the uh, the implants uh, in a second here, I'm guessing. So the character actually starts with seven humanity, but because uh, you took those extra two arsenal points, got those extra two implants, that decreases the humanity of your character by two total, down to five. Ah, right. I may have missed that when I was reading something on how the arsenal operates with humanity, so there might be a few fixes yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, extra extra implants uh, reduce your humanity. It's a pretty brutal system, I and mean, you know, calls back to like Cyberpunk 2013, Cyberpunk 2020, uh, with that kind of a, a philosophy. And also, actually, uh, Shadowrun, because the more implants you have, this character, I don't believe Chris, you gave any uh, Numina to, correct? Uh, no. If you had Numina and you installed additional cyber implants, uh, every time you get a new implant, you have to make a roll to see if. It affects your magic, I guess. And if so, it increases the difficulty of all Numina rolls by one if you have a, uh, a poor roll. So pretty 
pretty harsh. Uh, so harsh. load up during character generation because you don't have to make that roll for character generation. Implants. That's right. And you can buy your new winner later. <laughs> yep. Uh, so it, it, it doesn't work as well as Shadowrun's, uh, you know, detrimental magic effects if you have cyberware. But uh, it, it obviously kind of plays off of that same concept. The human body and mind are not designed to accommodate foreign substances. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, and then to finish yeah. off character creation, there isn't much more left to do other than, you know, spend a whole bunch of freebie points because, of course, you want to be able to boost certain uh, abilities above four. So in this case, that's why this character has a, a computer hacking you know, computer ability above four. Uh, also, just to spread out a few things there. Uh, Arsenal is not bought like regular backgrounds, so it costs a fair amount per... Three points per three dot, Three points huh? per dot, so it's quite expensive. Um, and really, that's where most of the, the expenses went on this character and a few other places, so that we can actually just talk about the enhancements that this character is sporting. So... The initial things they have are keypads. So keypads essentially allows them to to uh, connect with computers uh, in an advanced manner. Um, so when in use, microcomputers built directly into the system analyze any locking mechanism or computer security system and seek the best method for bypassing the physical electronic devices. Uh, so they've got descramblers. So essentially, it's just they can interface with computer and access to it. She's got Bluetooth. Yeah. She's got Bluetooth as well with, with <laughs> sideband radio. Um, uh, yeah, which is sideband radio is a simple device for, that most agents prefer to use. This cyberware device permits communication to other members of a Strike Force or a team within one mile radius. So just as happens in Ghost in the Shell where they just talk to each other without talking. Um, yeah, so it's not a psionic talent, but obviously is is on a wavelength that apparently is remarkably close to the, the same frequency as the brain. Um, and then she also has spy eyes, which is um, detachable eyes that can be left in a location or even move to a new location within a few feet of where they're initially placed. So they're detachable eyes that she can just leave around uh, to look at things remotely. Uh, so obviously... So she can she can watch the other uh, ambassadors on yeah, Babylon Five. Oh yes, it's, it's yes. A Babylon Five reference, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it came out. It came out it at the same time. <laughs> and then finally, uh, she has Vibroblade, which um, you know, Vibroblades uh, pop out of uh, out of you know sheaths in the skin. Um, you know, they're built into the arm, and Vibroblades are. I guess moderately uh, powerful, but again, are a total reference to Biobusadama Giver. Um, and that is pretty much the character done, I think. Yeah. Um, so she's you know very good hacker, intelligent kind of you know intelligence operative with the ability to fight uh, when there is a need to, and generally is kind of weak on the social skills aspect. Uh, and can pull rank on people because she has a rank of captain, and you know that also translates into a rank in uh, mortal institutions as well. Because most all Strike Force Zero characters, when they're inducted into Strike Force Zero, immediately gain a rank within the within regular 
military organizations but so this character is the rank of captain within strike force zero but that translates into quite high rank within mortal organizations as well so chris was this a pretty quick character to make was it like a pretty pretty straightforward uh dot filling experience yes this is really easy because yeah you know, you've got you've got to fulfill certain criteria for the character and uh because you're fulfilling cyber rats they are the the they should be knowledgeable in at least one area which is out of computers enigmas um is enigmas even listed on this no it's not even listed as a thing on the sheet weird hmm. um uh a linguistics science or security so overall you know it was really easy to to know what you're going to do with the character whereas if you'd gone with say i don't know assassin uh you'd be looking at alertness athletics martial arts medicine uh melee and streetwise so it's it does push you to make quite a balanced group yeah that's good that's good no i was just curious and i think uh one of the interesting things to point out about this is that unlike say vampire the masquerade or like geist of sin eaters which we also did a character creation for there aren't a lot of like hidden mechanics here so it's very straightforward to just like fill in the dots real quick pick out your enhancements or implants and um just have your character ready to rock so that's a, a nice kind of added bonus to uh this book if you're if you choose to do it and uh, make some characters um there was one like really cool mechanic that i wanted to uh point out to people as well just we're kind of going over some of the rules so this character that we have right here only has as a starting character access to eight of their chi but all mortals actually have 10 chi points and they just normally can't as a regular mortal, you can't access them, but as like a, a she, for example, or in this case, a strike force zero individual, you can access it, you know, per your virtues. But there's a, a really neat mechanic where you can access the chi reserves of the, uh, of a character and use those additional, uh, remainder of chi that you usually wouldn't be able to have access to. So for this character, those last two remaining chi, if you're in like a really desperate situation, essentially what happens is they make a, a stamina roll at uh, difficulty nine to access the chi in excess of what they normally can and for every point that they use in excess they just take basically it says they lose a health level it's essentially like taking a, a point image which is unsoakable and does not heal normally they actually have to meditate uh to regain their their chi energy instead of just like normal healing or anything like that so just kind of like an interesting option that I think was like kind of cool and flavorful. Maybe not for the Strike Force Zero, but definitely for the uh, the She characters. Yeah, it's it's a nice added extra. Um, yeah, I mean, I imagine that making uh, a She character would be is also equally easy because um, we can briefly just say what character creation is like for that. Because a She character has um, undergone a lot more training because they've been trained from you know from a very young age, so mm -hmm. they have one extra point to spend in physical, social, and mental. They have, rather than the 13, 9, 5 spread of abilities, they've got a 21, 12, and 5 spread of abilities. So... Puts them on par with uh, mummies. Yeah. Um, and is there anything else? Note, uh, note on Xi, all Xi have extensive knowledge in hand-to-hand -hand combat and traditional weapons. All Xi must, at must have at least four dots in occult melee martial arts and dodge as well as at least two dots in firearms and survival these are minimum numbers higher levels are strongly suggested 
Additionally, War Dance Combat is solidly re recommended for anyone wishing to play a Shi. While not necessary, it does offer advanced combat techniques. Great. Um, so, which is interesting because... Hold on, let's have a look at this. So, you, you know, you're definitely... Um, so, as it says here, she have 21 freebie points to spend because, of course, you're already going to have to spend into occult, melee, martial arts, and dodge. So, that extra dot in those abilities um, is already eight points uh, mandatory that you have to spend before you get into anything else. Yeah, this book uh, came up. It kept up with a fine tradition of Kindred of the East, where it has all these like weird hidden taxes and uh, <laughs> other things in it. Uh, it's slightly better, actually. the uh, The character creation summary, like two page spread, is actually very good and calls out where uh, you need to spend or you're required to spend these extra dots. But it's um, I don't know, it's just a little bit of a hassle. I think uh, I wish they kind of came up with a better system. Yeah. So obviously, there's not too much else to say um i mean we obviously we haven't made a she character was there any she set of powers that jumped out that you'd go i totally make a character with with that i mean the only thing i'll say about the chow is that they tend to ramp up in such a way that you would uh once you get like the third dot of something you would never use powers one and two so it's not like a vampire <laughs> where you um kind of like each dot gives you like a uh, like an extra cool power that you can use, but you can still like use the old ones, and they give you a lot of different options. In this one, for example, like the um, the stat boost Chow, where the first one you make a roll and it increases your uh, strength, I believe. Second one is no, first one stamina, then dexterity, then strength. Um, that's dots one, two, and three. But then dot five is make a roll and increase all of your stats across the board. So you would obviously never use the old ones once you have the uh, the better one, um, and same thing with like the ag damage one. You know the uh, one dot is you can do one dot of ag, which is potentially soakable, but every point ramps up. So it's like all right, now you can roll a bunch of dice, and that does ag damage, which is soakable. Then that does ag damage, which is not soakable. That does, ag and then next one is does ag damage, but against like a whole group of people. So it's a very linear trajectory and you know just it's kind of different than say vampire disciplines in that manner it's maybe closer to mage spheres i guess right uh, not really not, nah, not exactly nah, i guess not uh, it's its own thing uh one thing that i do want to point out is that uh, a lot of the artwork in the book shows the uh she attacking and fighting with uh werewolves you know because they're the combat monsters but uh then tucked away in their powers uh the Chow of the Yuan uh, first level power says that uh, with this power, the Shi can also ignore the effects of the delirium. Oh, yeah. Which implies that if you don't have that power, <laughs> every time you see a werewolf in Krinos form, you got to roll willpower or run away scream screaming into the yeah. night. No, that's definitely right. <laughs> um, and I mean, that's so, you know, as I mentioned, I think this is the last episode. This, this is like a weird book, which is like halfway in between the year of the hunter books and hunter the reckoning where they kind of realize like oh yeah mortals in this setting are extremely weak and can be really messed with like uh with mind control abilities so they started to try to put in some kind of levers and abilities to help them resist that which you know we then see as like the uh, the second site in hunter the reckoning which is just kind of an interesting little historical side note hmm 
so uh, anything else you want to discuss on the rules of Demon Hunter X? I think we've covered everything. Uh, they seem to have an extensive list of grenade types in the book as well. Oh, yeah, I remember that list. That was, um, yeah. It's important for my character to have seven different kinds of grenades. Yeah, apparently, jeez. What was that all about? I Ice grenades, really... high explosive grenades, plasma I'm... grenades. We all need steel foam grenades, okay? Because we want to take this, uh, this evil vampire alive, I guess? I need to read through, um, the storytelling section um, to see like the ideas on what, what kind of games to run. They've got a thing on mixing demon hunter types as well in a game. Uh, and then they've got an appendice with various characters and weapon more more weapons, more weapons. Um, so you've got, what's that? Is it ectoplasmic bullets? Of course. Yes, we need those. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, uh, I think, Chig, Chig, Chig. For the next actual play we do on this show, it's going to have to be Strifeful Zero. <laughs> no, no, it needs to be World of Darkness Hunter Super Friends. We're going to have, going to have one imbued, one she, one Strike Force Zero. We're going to throw in a sorcerer, an Inquisitor. Get... Inquisitor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the Society of Leopold. Yeah, it'll be great, Chig. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Uh, I'm washing my hair that day. Sorry, guys. Uh, bummer. Bummer. Dear listeners out there, if you want to see this or hear this actual play, just let us know. Just let us know. And Chris, how can people get in contact with us? Oh, there is a lot of ways they can get in contact with us. So uh, they can find us uh, easily on Facebook, Darker Days Radio. They can find us on Twitter, at Darker Days Radio. They can find our blog, which is on WordPress, uh, which is something like wordpress.darkdaysradio.com or something like that. You can find it quite easily. Uh, they can also follow our show notes and come to our Discord server where they can chat to other fans of the show and also discuss how they want to hear a Super Friends Hunter game. Uh, they can also find uh, other ways of communicating with us, such as email, which is darkerdaysradio at gmail.com and also if they want to support the show they can always i don't know maybe buy some of the stuff we've got on the storyteller vault um easily found if you just search something like dark days radio or something like that uh i think that covers everything oh instagram as well we're on there you know dark days radio on instagram where you'll see pictures of books that have been bought or toy soldiers that have been put together things that have been painted or maybe some cover art for some new Storyteller Vault book that we're going to put out. Stuff like that. Yeah, definitely awesome. Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to make this character and kind of walking us through the whole character creation process at Demon Hunter X. That's not a problem. That was fun little purchase of a book in uh, my friendly local gaming store. Yeah, it was good fun. And Chig, thank you for joining us for two episodes on Demon Hunter X, even though I guess it wasn't really your jam. Not my thing, but hey, I'm always happy to be here. Uh, we always appreciate it. And to all the listeners out there, hope you had a good time. Take it easy and good night. This has been an episode of Darker Days Radio. Special thanks to Occam's Laser for the intro, outro, and new bumper music from their hit album, Nine Circles. Check out the rest of their work at occamslaser.bandcamp.com. Occam's Laser.